1: Minnow provides meaningful screen time and shared experiences for families to help you grow in your faith together. Check them out at podcast.gomeno.com. That's podcast.gominnow.com.
0: Rachel Myers and Amanda Williams are the founders of She Reads Truth, a worldwide community of women who read God's Word together every day. She Reads Truth invites women of all ages to engage scripture through curated daily reading plans, as well as online conversations led by a vibrant community. This community of women in the Word of God every day represents a long list of cities and countries, a variety of backgrounds
1: and traditions, and countless real-life stories. So how long have you been in the new space officially?
2: Really, like, first week of December, but then yeah. we were all kind of out for holiday, so, so it's it does new. not, it feels very new still. It is so
1: fun. fun. Yeah, I want you guys to come see it. Yes. We love you. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, congratulations sure on it. Thank, Thank you. I know.
2: Yeah. I don't
0: know. How many employees do you all have now?
2: In that building, there's about 25. Oh. Yeah. So we have, a like, a warehouse where we do all of our, like, fulfillment in Nashville, and that's uh-huh. another team, but this is, like, HQ. Yeah is wow. that crazy? No. That is crazy. It's, it was nobody's dream. That's the hilarious thing about it. It was nobody's. It just like, I just wanted to read the Bible more. Amanda wanted to do mm-hmm. it with me. Mm-hmm. And then other people wanted to do it with us. And then like two That's years in. That's literally still
3: what's happening. Just people
2: want to read the Bible. Yeah. That's great. Oh, <laughs> That's God. what we're doing. And then like, we were just like, it would be nice if we could like make this sustainable in some way. Yeah. And I said early on, I was just like, 12 is my max. We can have as many as 12 people on our team, and that is as far as I can lead. Really? Yeah. And it's now like more than double that, but we just like, we built out people to lead the people. It's like Jethro. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That and was
0: going to be our
3: first question. I
0: know.
2: We just ruined
0: it. No, no you no. didn't.
2: I'm sure he's already recording.
3: Ruined <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> we know. We know that there, podcast Marcus. magic,
3: you can't recreate
0: it when you're having a conversation. I that's I know, right. That's true. Well, you, I mean, what, y'all have just changed the world in terms of how, seriously, in terms of how we engage scripture.
2: It's funny because it's not a new idea. It's actually quite simple. It's It's funny how like alarmingly simple it Mm -hmm. is. And yet somehow I think that over time we lost sight of somehow either feeling like it was okay to just read the Bible or like we, I think for a long time, People felt like they needed something else,
3: and I think it's really complicated.
2: And I don't think something else is bad. I think something else is often really, really good. But sometimes something else becomes the main thing, Mm -hmm. and I think that, like, just over time, we've many of us lost sight of letting Scripture be the main thing or trusting it to be. Or, you know, I think so many people feel either like they're disqualified, either from you know, maybe like their past, or even from just like, I'm not qualified enough Mm. to read just the Bible. Mm. I think that it's just such a simple concept to go, you and I and everyone else has the same Holy Spirit, and Mm -hmm. this is living and active, and He meets with everybody and Mm. anybody. There's nothing you can do to disqualify yourself or to not be qualified enough to read God's Word.
3: Mm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Jesus qualifies us.
0: Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. Yeah. How did y'all get connected?
2: I was just telling my daughter this story this really? weekend. Yes, because we were in the Gulch, uh, she and I having dinner, and um, and we walked past the old site of Taco Mamacita, Aww. and that was the summer of 2012. She Reads Truth had just started, and Amanda had very quickly just availed herself to help in any way that she could. And she sent me an email specifically and just said, hey, we're, um, we're in the same town uh-huh. and we should know each other. Would you meet me at Taco Cita for tacos for dinner one night? Which is like, I think back on 2012, Rachel, I was 29. I had a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And like, what it took to get me from South <laughs> Franklin... <laughs> I did not the, know what I was asking. Right. Sorry about that. <laughs> to get like somewhere for my kids mm-hmm. to be and uh-huh. and get out that door. I have just so much empathy for mama's mm. getting out the door.
3: Mm. We were probably very excited. I know. Like, I had three. No, I got there early. I have a photo too. of myself
2: like waiting to meet you. Um,
3: which is oh, a precious wow. little photo. And we have that. a photo yeah, from that. Uh, from that uh, from night from that too. Night. Yeah, we were so, so young.
2: Yeah. Y'all. So we met then and I remember, and this is what I was telling my daughter Hazel this weekend. I said and so we sat down and ordered tacos and Miss Amanda just shared with me how much she loves writing and how much oh. she had that's the thing that she enjoys and she wonders what one day God will do with that passion mm. of hers. Wow. I'm wondering. what are we going
3: to do with this? But it just was sure the beginning a of a
2: beautiful friendship.
3: Uh-huh.
2: And the beginning of a part of that story of what God would do with Yeah. The things that you care
3: about. Tacos and God's word. Mm. The beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah.
1: We're going to find our way back to that. Very common <laughs> yes, here in a are. few yes. minutes. You going to hold on to that. <laughs>
3: Take us on a journey, David.
1: <laughs> well, let me just say as the only male in this conversation, I'm incredibly grateful for He Reads Truth and that you all mm. wanted to move in that direction and kids read truth and Mm. just would love to hear both of you talk about that for a few minutes.
3: Well, the need for He Reads Truth really came along because all of the women, we call them the she's, our she's, who (laughs) were reading with us, wanted to invite their guy friends. And they were like, wait, wait, is this just for women? And the thing is, the reason that She Reads Truth came first is because we were women who were reading scripture with other women. So, Mm. and like Rachel said, we didn't have some grand plan. The Lord did. We did not. And graciously, He did not let us in on that. Otherwise, I think it would have been a little bit (laughs) afraid, intimidated as the word you used earlier. Yes. So, we thought, well, there's no reason we can't, you know, also invite the guys along. And so that's how He Reads Truth came along. And really, kids read truth as well. The, mm. the vision just being helping families to gather around God's Word. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And groups, I mean, a lot of like small groups or friend groups will use He and She Reads Truth in Tandem. We read the same things together at the same time. Mm -hmm. And it really just comes down to the devotionals on the app and the site, the men write to men and the women write to women. And most of the time, sometimes we'll share those and But it really also just comes down to, like, aesthetics of the book. Like, the guys we found, we asked them, and they told us Mm -hmm. that they liked the trim size of the book, a little bit smaller. and But Mm. the women really liked the magazine style and, like... We want more space to write. We sometimes yeah. want, like, you give us recipes or crafts or worksheets, and we really like that. And mm-hmm. and then the guys would start saying, but what about us? I also like a recipe. Maybe not <laughs> all did, the recipes, yeah. but some of the recipes. <laughs> they did start to so, clamor for a recipe yeah. or two. It's That's so, true. so, fun. so funny. I mean, yeah. it's the story of She Reads Truth really is just – we're by God's grace just responding to mm-hmm. what we found that we needed mm-hmm. and the people around us needed and then as the community grew what the community told us that yeah. they needed and so <laughs> you know for she and he reads truth it's women and men and the word of God every day and for kids it's really the vision is just to instill in them And a love and affection for God's Word, to equip them with biblical literacy, Mm -hmm. because that's a process, and it's a lifelong process, Mm -hmm. and to instill in them a love for God's Word. Mm -hmm. And we think that starts young. You know, if you can, that's a great time to start.
2: I think that Kids Read Truth really, like, also came from— our hearts as moms, you yeah. know, just kind of asking, what do we wish our kids knew or what do we wish that they had? And so it's been fun. Our kids are starting to get a little older. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even my oldest is old enough for kind of he reads truth at this point. Yeah. But at the time, it was fun to create things that we knew, having interacted with their amazing little brains, mm. you know, what would work for them. And, and so it was fun as moms to get to create things from that place.
0: Yes. So, okay, the family who's listening that thinks, yes, I want that for my kids. I want that for my family. What encouragement would you give to parents to how to incorporate that as a family?
2: Mm. We've heard, you know, lots of pastors' kids answer the question of like, how do I raise my kids, you know, to love the Lord and Scripture? And the answer, I feel like that I've heard from many people is like, don't do daily devotions. (laughs) Like, it becomes so rigid and so, like, we're always in trouble and we're always not focused or we always need to quiet down. I don't know that. I mean, you could cut that out if that is not a good <laughs> But the thing is that it just become a part of, like, the living and breathing and moving around that we do mm. is talking about the things that matter. And I think that has to come first and foremost from a place of rootedness mm. as a parent. Mm. Kids can see through things. And so it's hard to fake a conversation. Now you can fake a conversation mm-hmm. with a kid, but still, I'm just saying, like it's hard. Even as I say that, I want anyone listening who feels like, okay, I'm disqualified from being oh, able right. to disciple my the- kid because I'm not rooted as I'd like to be, or that kind of a thing. I want to actually like put that away as well, because I think that that's that's why we make the tools that we do. Mm. Because I think that so often the tools that we make, for example, and these are not the only tools to use by any stretch, but it's the kind of thing where the parent learns along with the kid. That's right. um, you know, like if we're creating a, a card set, that's a timeline of this, the book of Exodus, you can play with your kid and learn alongside them. And that's kind of like the safe zone where, you know, you may not have all the answers, but here's some questions that we've suggested you ask or those kinds mm-hmm. of things. And I think like having resources like that is actually a really sweet way when you do maybe feel a little unqualified mm-hmm. to be able to have conversations with your kids about yes. scripture. Yes.
3: And I would say to Rachel that a distinction to make is like to be rooted in the word, to know that that is your foundation and that is your anchor, but to learn alongside, like you just said, and yeah. to know that, because I actually find that that is when my kids respond is when I'm being, when I'm authentically mm. yeah. learning and discussing and to not be afraid to grow alongside them and to let them see you affected by and changed by the word. Yeah. I think is really important.
2: Yeah. Do y'all have a do not fear for kids? We don't. We need to. Well, Will oh you? Man. You can make it with us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Would you please? Yes. Yeah. I-
1: Sissy, I loved seeing your pictures from the weekend at the lake house with your college friends.
0: We had the best time.
1: I could tell.
0: We laughed harder than I have laughed in a long time.
1: Good for you.
0: That photo of us out on the porch is thanks to the great folks at home Threads. We love our new porch furniture. It's so comfortable, functional, and looks incredible.
1: We have loved our Home Thread purchases as well. I feel like I'm staying in a swanky hotel every time I use our new towels. Connie bought them for when we have guests, and I proceeded to use them for myself. So we had to buy more.
0: <laughs> Parents, are you ready to transform your home into a haven for your growing family? Look no further than Home Threads, your destination for stylish and functional furniture that's perfect for raising boys and girls.
1: At HomeThreads.com, discover a curated collection of furniture designed with your family in mind. From durable bunk beds to versatile storage solutions, our pieces are as resilient as your little adventures and always at the best value.
0: I need a lot of durable furniture when it comes to my little nephews.
1: Yes, you do.
0: Create a space where memories are made and imaginations run wild. Go to HomeThreads.com RBG and get 15% off your first order.
1: Home Threads. shop today and love where you live. Sissy, I have a question for you. Queso or guac?
0: Well, I'm used to us asking that question, but not answering it. But I think I would choose queso.
1: How would you feel about queso being central to your dinner tonight? Oh, I love that plan. Thanks to one of our sponsors, that can be your reality. Factor is helping me make red pepper queso chicken tonight.
0: That sounds amazing. I love Factor. I just made a green chili pork and pico de gallo bowl.
1: Did it bowl you over?
0: Yeah, it did.
1: <laughs> with Factor, you'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. 2-minute meals
0: Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are.
1: Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more.
0: Sign up and save. We have done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious.
1: Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule? Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime.
0: No prep, no mass meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed.
1: Head to factormeals.com rbg50 And use code RBG50 to get 50% off.
0: That's code RBG50 at factormeals.com slash RBG50 to get 50% off. One of the things we talk about in one of our parenting seminars is how it feels like really moving into the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, we're living in this culture of kids who they understand the Therapy world language. They're diagnosing themselves constantly. Constantly. My latest thing I'm hearing, I haven't even told you this, is that they have dissociative disorder. Hear it all the time in my office. Kids diagnosing themselves with that. It just is unbelievable. And what we talk about is how it feels like there has been this chasm between their spiritual lives and their emotional lives. And that their faith is not informing their emotional lives at all. And so for you all to be able to. Yeah, have a kids read truth where you can speak to that. Oh, just it makes me want to make that resource, Amanda. It, yes, real bad. Y'all, like, can yes, we? We'll I just head God's to the office you to right it. after this yes. conversation. <laughs> Seriously, our team
3: will be thrilled that we're going to just. Hey, but they'll also us. crush it. They would. Yes. They would crush it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we would be thrilled
0: oh,
3: because yeah, kids need it so mm-hmm. much. I think that's why it's important that when you're reading God's word with your family and your kids, when you're talking about Jesus and about God and the things of God with your kids. One of the encouragements that I need and that I like to pass on is like it's okay if that's awkward. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's good. Let it yeah. be awkward. Let mm-hmm. it be a little bit clumsy. Like mm. that's all right. Mm-hmm. Like the point is not, well, what is my we, we just live in this age where we can Google a DIY for anything <laughs> and we wanna know, well, that how do I do this? I don't wanna figure it out. I wanna find someone who's figured it out mm-hmm. and I wanna do what they tell me to do. And when it comes to being a lifelong reader and student of Scripture, there's not really a shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a shortcut. Mm-hmm. And the tools that we provide are tools and resources to come alongside, but you're still the ones, like I'm still the one, my husband, to sit down with our kids and say, You may think this is really cheesy and awkward. We are going to sit and read Mm -hmm. this psalm together, Mm. and oh well, like, (laughs) you know what? And we're (laughs) going to pray, and I'm going to let you pray out loud, and that's okay. Like, our family is surprisingly
2: receptive sometimes. Yeah. 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 Sometimes you're surprised by how much they're like, I actually want that, and I didn't know how to
3: ask for that. Mm. And I recall a lot of awkwardness in my younger years, a lot. When I think about the people who spoke into me and help to shape my heart and my love for Jesus. I don't remember that. And I know it was awkward, mm. but I don't remember that part. I just remember the truth, Yeah, <laughs> you know, so that true. they instilled yes. into me yes. yeah. and that stuck. It's like the and dare to be awkward. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. truly. And like, just know that it's even awkward for Rachel and Amanda if she reached rest- yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like we sit down and our kids are always receptive yeah. and, you know, and like uh, just yeah. really here for it. It's like, but they're kids <laughs> yeah, and yes. they don't have yet the life of seeing scripture continue to be true mm-hmm. over decades. They're not there yet. I like that dare to be
2: awkward. Like I feel like I take back my earlier statement about like kids will tell if you're faking it. Here's the thing, they will <laughs> and dare to do it anyway. Right. Yes. I think it's right. kind of the both and you mentioned the do not fear study, Sissy. Mm-hmm. There's no current resource geared towards kids. But you can take a book like that, Yeah, it's a three-week study, and go through that table of contents alone any given day because it's do not fear for this reason. For three weeks, like for he is your shield, for he is your comforter, for he will never leave you or forsake you. And you can sit down with your kid, like you can go through that over the course of three weeks, or that can be a resource on your shelf that goes like, Okay, you're afraid. Tell me why. Mm. Like, what do you need God to be right now? Mm. Okay, let's mm. look at what is true. What does scripture tell us? And if we know that scripture doesn't lie, it keeps its promises, then this thing that we're about to read together out of God's word, mm-hmm. not just out of my mouth, but out of this place of authority that has higher authority than me, let's look and look. let's sit mm. and read it. And In my experience, and like, I feel silly telling you any good parenting thing in a room full of y'all experts. In my experience, by far, it is better for my kid to read it out loud than for me to read it to them. Mm. Yes. If I want you to hear something, like when we started school this year, I dug out the Every Moment Holy liturgy for a student, and I was like, oh, i need to sit down with my son and read this to him, right? This is a tender moment. <laughs> and then like, I quickly was I like, declare this yeah, I declare moment. this a tender moment to you. I'm re- and then I was like, actually, I'm going to pick him up from football practice and he's going to sit in the car next to me while I drive, and I'm going to ask him to read it out loud. Mm. And so we're both facing forward. It, we, we take away as much Brilliant. awkward as we Don't can. Don't have to make any eye contact. And no <laughs> eye contact. And I'm just like, hey, I want you to read this out loud. This matters to me that you hear this, but I think you're going to hear it better if you say it. Mm. And he read the whole liturgy, and I think like, and he kind of sat back, and he was like, so there's liturgies for all kinds of things in here? Like, he Mm. was just like, whoa. And Mm. in the same way, you know, sitting down with a kid over Scripture, I think it's really good for your Uh kids to hear you reading Scripture. I think it's great to invite your kids to read the Scripture out loud.
3: Yes, And for if you have other kids, to have them hear each other. Yeah. Yeah. Read yes. that. And scripture always hits my ears differently if I'm listening to it or reading it aloud. Mm-hmm. It just does. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So true. And we're not in charge of how the scripture hits their ear. Like the Holy Spirit for them and for us. Yeah. <laughs> and the Word is living and active. Mm-hmm. And so it's the Lord who will do the work in their heart. It's yeah. not me. Yeah. Such a comforting wonderful yeah. yeah. comfort it It's So yeah. freeing. Yes. Yes. yes it is. Yeah.
1: What are each of your favorite verses currently and why?
3: Mm. I'm going to give that some thought. I'm (laughs) going to answer this before she does so that that I can (laughs) take the one that's on my— because we have been reading through the book of Ezekiel for Lent Mm -hmm. with the She Reads Truth community. And I was actually thinking about this conversation that I knew we were going to have and the book of Ezekiel and kids and just like my desires for my kids— And the key verse of that book is from chapter 36. And the Lord says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. Mm -hmm. I will remove your heart of stone, Mm -hmm. um, give you a heart of flesh. Mm -hmm. And Sissy, you just said that's so comforting. That's Mm -hmm. so comforting to me Mm -hmm. because I need the Lord to do that. Mm -hmm. And I thank him that he has done that and is doing that and will do that for me. Mm -hmm. But that's also what I want for my kids. Mm -hmm. And he's the one who has to do it. Mm -hmm. I want so badly to just, mm, like, mm. just, I need you to do these things and mm. feel these things and make yeah. these choices. But it's, uh, I hear that doesn't work. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, yeah the, so am, that's the verse currently. Yeah.
2: I think I would have possibly said that as well, just because we're currently, we're mm. I know, we're just like elbow deep, if not armpit deep yeah, in the really book are. of Ezekiel right mm. now, which side note what a fantastic book. I was really dreading that if I'm honest, but the book of Ezekiel is powerful and beautiful and hard, but also just like, my goodness, what a picture of God you get when you read Mm -hmm. that book. Mm -hmm. I have some lifer verses that it's hard to let go of, but one that I think has been especially sweet to me comes from Isaiah 43. I've called you by name You are mine mm. I think that that is something That never stops being Shocking not the right word But just astounding to mm. me mm. About me And about my kids mm. That he's not just asked me To call them their names Or by name That they are mine But that there's a vertical relationship there That he's called my kids by name And that they're his And that also like Kids aside, like as an individual, I think that that's just something that's hard for me to ever get over. Yeah, The way that God names me, claims me, pursues me in spite of me. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this season of the podcast is called Modern Parents Vintage Values. Okay. I've (laughs) been listening. I love it. And would love to know if y'all had to say something you feel like like a vintage value that you think kids struggle with more today or just where Mm. you feel like it's... Harder to be a kid, harder to be a parent, just what's different in a challenging way. Gosh. And so y'all, nice. we all say the
3: ages of your kids. Sure. Yeah. Um, so my oldest is 14, and she's a freshman in high school, and then we have twin boys who are 12, and then we have an eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. And our kids are roughly the same age. They're pretty ages. close in yeah, age. I have close. a freshman in high school as well, a son,
2: and then... My daughter is in sixth grade, so we started middle school and high school this year. It was a big transition year. Oh, it was a big, big transition time. year. Yes. yes. Yeah. Does Amanda know you have
0: twin boys? We have the oh, I didn't. same
1: dynamic: oldest girl, twin boys. No, no way. kidding.
3: How Definitely. old are they?
1: So my daughter's 21, and my twin boys are 19.
3: Okay. okay. So wow. So real close. Space. Similar. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So we're gonna need to schedule some, speaking from the future uh, some yeah. check-ins so mm-hmm. that you can help Absolutely me.
1: Absolutely can. We are so thrilled to be partnering with our friends at Minnow to bring back the Raising Boys and Girls podcast. We all know that devices are here to stay. So if you want to make screen time meaningful for your kids, Minnow is for you. A new streaming service designed just for kids. Minnow has over 2000 episodes of fun and faith-filled shows that have been carefully curated by moms, dads, and church leaders so it's safe for your family. Check them out at podcast.gomeno.com. That's podcast.gominno.com to start your free trial.
2: If we're talking vintage values, I don't know what our definition of vintage is, but I have a feeling you're just asking about my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Something that meant the world to me as a kid was the after-dinner walk or mm. bike ride. Mm. And I think that that is something that I just have so much value on moving my body after a meal. Mm. But more than that, the rhythm that you get out of a walk or a bike ride, the change of scenery that you get, Mm -hmm. the fresh air. But also there's just, like I mentioned in the talking with my son in the car, there's just something about if you're doing something else, Mm -hmm. you can have a conversation. Or conversation might flow more freely than if you're just sitting facing each other. Mm. And so for me, I mean— Again this weekend my daughter was like Let's, like the weather is finally beautiful Let's go for a walk. And it just felt so good to get back into that mm-hmm. rhythm of like, we just walked all around Green Hills, just up and down streets until we got lost and found our way home. But it's just so good. And she'll sometimes do it on a scooter, but it's just that moving. I don't know if that's considered a vintage value, but it feels like it has become vintage.
3: Yes. Yeah. Well, similarly, I think meals around a table. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that was always mm-hmm. something that we did in my family growing up and I don't think that I realized—of course I didn't realize then that you have to fight for that Yeah, now because yeah. it doesn't just happen. And it doesn't happen for us every night. And maybe not you by didn't have stress. to used to fight for it. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there were schedules and stuff. Like, if it wasn't happening in our houses, because we weren't there for some, right, like we, right. you know, clubs and sports and stuff like that. But even in our home, if everyone is there, <laughs> and it's not one of those nights. Now we definitely have those nights where it's you know everyone fend for themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, the kids really want cereal, just have cereal, it's mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> but to just kind of fight for that time of sitting around the table together and we hold hands and say a prayer and we Mm. like teach the youngest how to say the prayer and it's cute and et cetera, you know, and just, just that it's super simple, but it feels formative to Mm, me. Mm. Yeah. I mean, what a loaded question, Mm. just things that kids struggle with now that maybe we didn't. Yeah. Then there's a lot. Well, and even just like, just
2: like you said, like schedules are just so much more packed than they used to be. We get no nights. You know, where Mm. there's just nothing unless we just draw hard lines with coaches where we're like, it's not available on Wednesdays or whatever it is. Because that does not come easily in the season of life with a high schooler and a middle schooler. One piece of time every week that we've carved out, and this has just made a huge difference for us, is Sunday evenings. Y'all may or may not know that Ryan, my husband, also works with us at She Reads Truth. And so we have this business relationship where we're used to like doing things like one-on-ones with you know, every person on the team gets a one-on-one every week. And it hit us mm-hmm. probably a year ago. I was like, our kids need a one-on-one every week. And not even like date style where it's like this quality time thing, but it's a moment to go like, what are you looking forward to this week? What are you not looking forward to? How can we help? Where we literally look at the full, like Mm. talk about the calendar every day. Mm. We don't talk about every day. We talk about every day of the calendar ahead. This is a unique situation where you're gonna get picked up by this person, so they just kind of know everything that's coming. They feel less surprised, and we can kind of know the things that they're looking forward to and the things that they're not looking forward to. So we can just be better parents for them. Mm. And that's also the time that if throughout the week they're like, "Hey, I have a question. Am I allowed to, you know, do this or this, or can I have this privilege? Can I have more screen time on my phone?" Hey this is not a good time to have that conversation because your dad and I would want to both be present for it. Bring it to your one-on-one, bring it to your Sunday mm. night meeting. And so they'll often come with an agenda, often will wow, also come with an agenda. Great. It's a good chance to go like, to pull up the you know screen time on the iPhone and look at like, how do you feel like you did? Do you wh- How did you feel after this much screen time in a week? And it's just this touch point that has become, we may not get dinner at the table every day. Mm-hmm. I wish we did. But right now, we don't. But we do get those Sunday nights, and we fight for those. And if they don't happen, our kids point it out. Like, mm. Or like, when are we doing it? If we're doing this Sunday night, then when will we do our meetings? Wow. Yeah. That is so just, good. I want yeah. you to come and or, like, do that. Ryan and, yeah. I mean, and I are such Ms. operational Rachel, brains that it just makes uh-huh. sense to us, but they've really benefited from it. I'm going to just well, tell my yes, kids. Miss Rachel's, and Rachel's coming over to facilitate one-on-one. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah.
1: Okay, anything else from your childhood that you would want to bring back?
3: Oh, no. Values or just anything?
1: Anything. <laughs> okay. Anything.
3: I want to bring back boredom. Okay. Where's boredom? Like, Good. I just yes. feel like my kids don't get bored. They do. That's not true. It's what we do with our boredom. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the kids. It's me, too. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm bored, what do I... Of course, I scroll Instagram. Right. Or of mm-hmm. course, I will binge an episode of currently the great British baking show. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I just can't help it. But I can't help it. I choose to do it. But I remember being bored as a kid yeah. and then using my environment to create Entertainment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and to play store with my friend using the stuff we had around. Not a Melissa and Doug store kit, which I'm sure they have and it's probably amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but like just taking stuff around you yeah, and, and making creating it fun. Yeah. And creating interaction. Yeah. And I just it's almost like we have to do the opposite now. Like mm. I have to remove my kids. From all the things that they would normally, and or from me, yeah. you know what I would normally gravitate toward, like the screens are the, of course, the go to thing, or I'll I will, you go, know, shove go them outside, things. like yeah. go outside. You may not come back until dinner. Yeah, it's hard for them; they don't know what to do with that mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah,
2: I'd say the thing that I would want to bring back. I grew up in a really small town in Michigan, and starting in kindergarten, I walked to school. I would bring back walking to school. I think that like I was six and you had to walk from one side of town to the other. And I knew all my city streets. And looking back, it's just like, that's terrible. (laughs) But it was so fine and normal. Think about, like, I had the rhythm of walking, right? I had the quiet space to decompress and process my day. Yes, And I could arrive home and, like, there was my mom or my dad. And, like, that was, like, a part of my life Mm. for a little while. And then we moved and I didn't. But the walking to school in a small town, that's magic. Mm. Yeah.
0: No wonder you still love to walk so much. Yeah, there you go. yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's be really silly about it. So okay. if you were to go back and say something you loved from your childhood, like show, band, book, mm. what do you really <laughs> love?
2: I can't even explain this. For like possibly a year in middle school, I was deeply into Elvis Presley. Wow. I don't know <laughs> why. I think I just needed something to be my thing or to like identify with, but like <laughs> it's
3: very rare that I, I learned something brand new about you, and I am just thrilled. <laughs>
1: oh, That's the best so moment it. of the podcast <laughs> for you, thrilled. isn't it?
2: But I would pop a cassette in, listen to pop like yes. Heartbreak Hotel, or I mean, whatever. What like Rachel, I that is good. loved him, and like I think I just needed like a thing, like I needed a yes, a thing, yeah. And then I just as quickly moved on. I don't love Elvis Presley anymore. <laughs> you're not even a huge fan of music. I know. Thank you. You do know that about me. And I don't I just, actually. I'm
3: so pleased. About yeah. I'm so I don't pleased. know. Yeah. I can't explain oh, so
2: it. But funny. it was like, and it wasn't like for a week. It was like for a year. Mm. But uh-huh. I'm so Old glad grade? that I'm so glad that I wasn't in charge of like deciding the like trajectory of my life when I was in sixth grade. <laughs> in Aren't that, I have made some weird choices. <laughs> Great in reminder for all. parents. I yeah. would 100 yes. be yes. a
3: teacher, which would have been wonderful. Yeah. Which you no, I would
2: have been like an Elvis memorabilia shopkeeper. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we probably would have met either way either because way yes. I would totally go to a shop about Elvis. <laughs> that is so fun. When I think back of childhood, like the things that I loved the most, books mattered a lot to me and not just because I liked to read, but I felt like it was a foundation of a lot of friendships Mm. for me. Like I remember one of my friends that I still have to this day, and I don't have very many friends from like sixth grade and back. Like, I don't know most of those people anymore. But one of my best friends in middle school and high school, we met because she lived a block over from me. And I walked over to borrow a Babysitter's Club book Uh when I was in the sixth grade. And then we've been friends ever since. Mm -hmm. And so just that, like, well, the Babysitter's Club book, someone did bring back. So thank you, whoever did that. Thank you very much. (laughs) Publisher, smart people. Mm -hmm. I was a 70s baby and an 80s kid. So just Mm -hmm all the 80s music. Mm. Since you've got me thinking about music, Rachel, I just... Like, if you ask my kids their favorite genre of music, they will say 80s music. Wow. I don't even know if that's a genre. What's one of your favorite bands from the 80s? I mean, I loved, like, Whitney Houston, Mm. Madonna. Mm -hmm. Like, I just loved... The bangles. All the girls. I loved yes, all the girls. Yeah, So good. Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson. Debbie I wonder Gibson. what she's doing. She's around. She's yes. still around. Oh, yeah. good. Probably and lives in Nashville. She probably <laughs> does. That is so true. <laughs> yeah. Probably lives in this podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. And with the boredom and hearing you talk about the music, did you all ever make cassette tape interviews with your friends? Did you ever navigate no, the boredom in that way?
2: Yeah, 100%.
0: Don't
1: you wish we could all bring that back? Yes. Did you do that?
3: No,
0: I
1: did I not. Such an
3: oddball yeah. that I didn't do that. No, I didn't, you didn't do interview Sissy? people on cassette. You didn't either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, re- I feel like I did maybe for a few school things. Mm-hmm like I like yes, had like
2: to for something or so something, yeah. I met my husband Ryan when we were in first grade wow and he happened to be we met at church I don't even
3: know anyone from first grade right. and, he married and married someone somebody. from he's, first he's,
2: grade yeah. <laughs> but he happened to be kind of peripherally st- uh, friends with my stepbrother who was a couple years older than me and they had a radio show the two mm, of them no. called the Ren Club it was the Ryan Eric Nick Club and they would do like these radio sh- so there's just a A lot of cassettes of (laughs) the three of them. Love it. We're and I think Ryan those. is like, if he's listening now, he's just going, Rachel, shut up. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so there was a lot of radio show making on cassettes uh-huh, in my uh-huh. home, but it happened to be with my future husband and my stepbrother.
1: <laughs> I love that. So That's my question really is, funny. do you
2: have a cassette player that you can listen I to him on today? I don't. Oh, we do.
3: You bring those I mean, on over. <laughs>
2: yeah, there we go. There we go. I worry about the quality of like the archival quality of that tape in those You're cassettes. You're going to need to make
3: a digital copy stat. I
2: know. I know. Yep. Oh, listen. And and
1: Sissy, Because you haven't had this experience, the three of us are going to interview you. Like oh, that's no, no, how no. that's how it's going to work. Yes. No. And they've you would, already interviewed me. once You made would insert me nervous music <laughs> sometimes when you were really bored. Oh, like uh-huh. you'd ask the question, oh. like, "What are you going to do after school?" And then Whitney Houston would break in. Oh. I'm going to dance with somebody. So you, would, oh, yeah. this is good. Yeah. This is
3: like oh. early podcasting. Wow, I, I, like I that. loved cassettes. I loved to record my favorite songs off the radio. Yeah, yes. just the suspense of it all. Like, am I going to get it? Is it going to be on the countdown? I was going to say, I recorded Casey Kasem every Sunday Sunday night. Oh, I would bring that back. Okay, this is maybe reflective
2: Mm. of what an actual nerd I am because the only thing I ever used my cassette recorder for was when I would come home from school with a study guide and I would (laughs) read it. I would record myself reading the study guide so I could listen to it repeatedly. In bed. Rachel, that is really impressive. (laughs) We
0: were recording Casey Kasem and you were learning. That may say a lot still. (laughs) It really does. Yes, (laughs) yes. It really does.
1: Mm. This is so much (laughs) fun. All right, we'll shift for a minute from some fun to ask you both this. We in our work have never seen parents as weary as in this season. And just would love to ask, what would you say or what would you offer to parents who are in a really weary space and needing hope?
3: Oh, goodness.
2: It feels so small to say I hope also meaningful to say that you're actually, like, they're not alone. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a pretty, like, universal feeling right now. I don't know how comforting that
3: is, but I agree. I mean, I think I would offer what, this is what Rachel and I offer each other. Because because our children are similar ages, sometimes the same age, depending Mm -hmm. on the time of year, Mm -hmm. we find ourselves in similar parenting struggles. Mm -hmm. And... We really desperately want to say to each other often, I know the solution, I know the fix, or it's going to be fine, or they're going to be fine, or that that's going to turn out mm-hmm. okay. And we've learned just from depth of relationship with one another and also because our relationship is actually was founded on Mm -hmm. like reading the Bible together. And so Mm -hmm. that's always formed our relationship that the only thing that we can really offer is the truth of God's word that he offers Mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, we can offer solidarity and Mm -hmm. love and empathy and we can listen to each other and sometimes offer care in the form of a meal or a visit or whatever. And what you're
2: describing is like living in community. It doesn't have to be a big community even, but just don't, Go it alone. Mm. Yeah, feels like the thing that got us into this mess, mm. you know. And I think <laughs> that, like, man, if you could just reach out and have like one other family that you're walking with, and it may not match your family perfectly. I feel like that's what I look for in like family uh-huh. friends. Like, well, that's perfect because you have a son our son's age and a daughter. Our daughter. Like, mm. if that isn't true for you, that's okay. Reach uh-huh. out and like live in church community. Live in community. And I think the other thing that like I feel like has really like I've needed to remind myself when it comes to parenting and the weariness of like and I just have two kids but like it always feels silly to me to give any sort of parenting advice <laughs> in the presence of the two of y'all but for me it has made a difference to just hear a friend recently tell me parent the kid mm. like this is not the one size fits all Myers child-rearing household this is parent the kid mm-hmm. and that's made a big difference for me
3: mm-hmm. Just recently, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all tired and things change so quickly. The needs of my children change, you know, from yeah. week to week and day to day. And, You know, moods change. (laughs) And it's uh, sometimes I feel, I know, sometimes (laughs) I feel like I'm parenting a different kid depending on the day of the week. Even if it is the same kid. Even if it is the same (laughs) kid. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Aren't you the same kid that was here yesterday? Mm -hmm. But again, like sometimes it feels like, oh, this is all I have to offer. But it's also the most powerful thing I can offer is that Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ is the same Mm -hmm. yesterday, today, forever. Mm -hmm. And I do not have all of the answers or the stamina or the strength or whatever, because I'm not supposed to. Yeah. It's just not, I'm mm-hmm. not him. I'm mm-hmm. not Jesus and I'm not God. And I need to certainly not try to be that for my kids, but I also need to let myself off the hook yeah, for trying mm-hmm. to be that for my family. Controls a big thing for me. Like mm-hmm. I just want to control everything and make sure it's going to be all right. Yeah. That's not my place. Mm.
2: I think the other thing I would say, we tend to a long answer, especially because you invited two of us. (laughs) But I think like offering them your presence... Really matters Mm. offering your kids your presence and letting them know that they are known. Like it goes Mm. back to that, like I've called you by name, you are mine. Like, what does mine mean except that you actually know them, not just have them, not just drive them from place to place, but really show them that they're known? I think that's what we all need, that's what we all desire and crave. Mm, And for different kids, it's going to look totally different what it would look like to even go about knowing a person. But I think. Making them feel no. And I love, Sissy, I saw on your social media recently that you were saying rather than, you know, making a point to tell your kid they're loved, tell them something you love about them. Mm. And I just think like that's such good advice. Mm. Thank you. Sissy's full of
3: good advice. Oh, whatever. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) Okay. So I feel like there's maybe not even one full person, a half a person out there who's not familiar with Mm y'all. But if anyone is not, how can they find you? What's a project you would want to? Sure. I mean, obviously, do not fear something I love.
2: I think there's probably more than half a person, Sissy, but what happen. Amanda and I have just been invited to steward is this like movement of women and men reading God's Word together every day. So it's called She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth, which we talked about at the start of and the episode. Kids. And kids read truth. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so we're just as worldwide, believe it or not, a community of men and women who are reading the Bible. And The cool thing about what we do, like what we think is like even like the best experience of what it's like to join us in that is that every single day, let's say you woke up, you listen to this episode today and you're like, I want that. Well, Mm -hmm. good news because today, whatever day you listen to this, The community is reading scripture together, and tomorrow too, and the next day as well. And so what we do is we read through mostly books of the Bible, and we do some topical studies as well. As you're listening, if you're listening to this as it's released, we're, as a community, reading the book of Ezekiel for the season of Lent. Which is a real good time, you guys. (laughs) Come on. But you can read with us. And if you do, you're not alone. Mm -hmm. You're reading with people all over the world today in the same Word of God, Mm -hmm. which is still pretty unbelievable to me. And we also, Amanda and I have a, we have a podcast. You um, do, and it's we, amazing. Sissy was a guest. And Sissy was a recent mm-hmm. guest for our Do Not Fear study. Yes. What a beautiful way to kick off that study. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what we do on those podcast episodes. We kick off the week of reading ahead of mm-hmm. us. So whatever we're going to read as a community that week, we just talk about it for an hour with a guest, somebody like Sissy, and hopefully model what it looks like to have conversations about Scripture and to get people excited about mm-hmm. reading that week. Mm-hmm. So really, I mean, all we do, we're just girls who love Bible reading and we want to make it something. We know that there's nothing we can do to make God's Word more important, more relevant, mm-hmm. more true, but we do think that we get to be door holders, and we have an office full of door holders down mm-hmm. in Franklin, mm-hmm. Tennessee, and we're just doing what we can to invite people to read God's Word for themselves.
1: Mm. You too. before we throw a last question your way, when you were talking about Families coming together to read together and Mm -hmm. have conversation together. Because you're in the day to day of this work, I feel like it just would be so easy to miss what you just said. And that at the end of it all, like there's your legacy, there's your life's work. Mm -hmm. Like just families coming together and reading the word aloud. And We cannot say enough to folks listening how much we love and believe in what you're doing and crazy about the two of you and Mm -hmm, thankful mm -hmm. for this life giving work that you're doing. And I love that your origin story happened to include time together at Taco Mama Cita. And we're going to end where (laughs) we started and come back and say if we could share a meal of tacos with you all, what would be your favorite? Yeah, we first hope of all, to do yes, that.
3: please.
2: We accept <laughs> the invitation. Where to begin? I have so many favorite tacos.
3: If I look at like the common denominator of my favorite tacos, I think they're mostly pork. Okay, hey, yeah. Okay. Like okay. a pork belly uh-huh. situation or carnitas. Uh-huh. You have carnitas, a favorite place. I love okay. a carnitas.
2: I mean, who doesn't love the pork belly taco at Bar Taco? Oh, uh, yes. yes. It's
3: so, good. It's so it's good. So good. So good.
2: But I also love an avocado taco, specifically a fried avocado taco. Mm. Mojo's down in Franklin has a great one. Now we're just talking about tacos. I know. I love this yes. podcast. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we've never been to Mojos, so no, could we being come nervous. see the office yeah. and then go have the oh, fry? Yeah, yeah So they
2: have one called. I, I always get it wrong. I always call it the old fashioned, which is not what it's called. <laughs> but I think it's called like the old style or whatever. But it's like this classic ground beef and cheese uh, and lettuce taco. But then they've kind of like done something cool with the shell. And oh, do they deep fry it? Possibly. I'm not saying it's for wellness, but I am saying you're going to talk about it on a podcast some days. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay, I feel very excited about that. We might okay. have to
0: plan it before yeah. y'all leave. It's yeah. a day when we're going to do, do it.
2: Yeah. And well, then you guys can report back about Mojo's. Yes. Yeah, yes. And whatever that taco is called, I can't remember. We'll find out. Old something. Mm-hmm.
0: I was so intimidated when I came on your podcast, by the way.
2: Oh, goodness. You didn't let on. Well, uh, it was so I fun. I felt like a celebrity and walked into our office. I, was I felt very like I was excited. sitting with celebrities. Well,
0: it just so happened. I think I said this to y'all, but last weekend, I finished a book for parents about anxiety for their own. And the Thank thing. You. Oh, gosh. Well, y'all. Truly. I think my last chapter of the book, I talked about y'all and quoted you. Oh, no, the I'm nervous now. Yes, okay. because the thing that I kept coming up against and researching it again, which I told y'all that day, was that anxiety is always looking for context. Yeah, yeah. And I feel that's like good. the thing that I walked away the most from our time together was you all talking about when... Scripture says do not fear there's always context. Yes. And I felt like so the Lord that context was in my head yeah. and context was what y'all talked about. And I love that. Sitting here listening to you all and not knowing so much of the story of how you came together and how She reads truth came about. It's such context. Yeah. It's the context yeah. of your friendship yeah. and even being with y'all and obviously I've gotten to before and you had met Rachel and not Amanda before. but but I think even the context of who you are as women and the kindness and the warmth mm. and all of it, that that is this context that you're inviting people to step into scripture with you, and that that being who you are feels like mm. the most disarming, hopeful, Kind way to engage with scripture, and I just am so grateful that God picked the two of you to do oh, what you're doing, so and that y'all kind. would thank you so time with thank us you, today. today. So thank you for
3: oh, this has your been so and... fun, and we've been promised tacos.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yes, <laughs> what <Just laughs> <for laughs> a day.
3: <Yeah.
2: laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for having oh, us. Thanks this for is... being Loved with it. us. Uh, so fun. And good question asking. Thank I love you. your question. Thank you. We have a thing or two to learn. Well, David's been practicing
0: it's all since cassette. I know. Practicing. I'm just lagging behind. Yes. The 70s it.
1: are coming back to benefit me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh-huh. The Raising Boys and Girls podcast is brought to you in partnership with Minnow. Minnow helps you make screen time meaningful for your family, which shows kids love and values parents trust. Check them out at podcast.gomeno.com. That's podcast.gominno.com.
0: It's our joy to bring the experience and insight we gain through our work beyond the walls of the Daystar House. Join us next time for more help and hope as you continue your journey of raising boys and girls.